It is the Healthy Families Podcast, and I am your host, Jenny Hatch. Stephen K. Bannon, yesterday, on Tim Pool's podcast, said this. Are you, are you saying let SVB fail? I think you have to, by the way. Until you get a bailout of East Palestine, Ohio, screw, screw. Look. Those people are the guys that mock and ridicule MAGA every day of the week. This is the elite. That is, is a, it's an elite bank. The, mo, I think, most elite bank in the country. It only has a certain clientele of the, only the best of these high-tech companies. Only the, it's all the venture capitalists. It's all, politically, they all hate us. And they, they, they mock and ridicule the central part of this country. They're, they're, the, they're the coastal elites. Let their venture capital, from, they got plenty of cash, plenty of capital. Let them go bail themselves out. Physician, heal thyself. Do not come to us. When you have not, you sit there and you mock and ridicule East Palestine. You have some bogus uh, um, a hearing when nothing gets settled, nothing gets sorted. I, Until East Palestine gets a bailout, there shouldn't be one freaking penny I, given I, to anything in Silicon Valley. Obama. Not one freaking penny. I love Steve Bannon. He's a money guy. He works for Goldman Sachs. And his haters point to that quite often as proof that he's part of the establishment. But they're wrong. He is a populist. He grew up in a working class family. He has a heart of an American citizen. He has an unfettered patriotic feeling about our country, about capitalism, about the American dream. And I love Steve because he threw, he, he's gone all in with the people and standing up for what's right, and exposing the fraud of the Uniparty, of the elites, and this bank failure we're seeing in California, which as he, he shares in a clip I'll play in a few minutes, nobody knows where that's gonna go. Nobody knows what's at the other end of this path we're headed down now with bank failures. And Wells Fargo is not stepping up and making payments or allowing people to pull money out. So the contagion appears to be spreading. Where it stops, we don't know. Will there be an attempt to have a bailout? Of course, of course. We all know who funds the American government. The question is, are the American people going to sit quietly by when they are no longer able to get a paycheck from their boss or put gas in their car or buy groceries for their kids? Are the American people just going to stand by and watch yet again while the elites get bailed out and people like those suffering in Ohio and others around the country who are struggling are left high and dry or while our taxpayer dollars are going to fund a war in Ukraine that the people are increasingly questioning the amount of money that's being spent on that situation and President Biden making promises that he cannot keep to the Ukrainian president and NATO at large. So these are important times, important questions. And in my humble opinion, Steve Bannon on Tim Pool's show yesterday with Matt Gates and another congressman, I don't know his name, uh, they're speaking the language that makes my heart sing. So here's another quote from the show. You can watch the whole thing on Tim Pool's podcast. It's about a two-hour. Uh, it was actually really fun to watch, but about two hours. And I've just grabbed a couple of clips that I'm going to share during the show today. So here's clip number two. Obama, remember, Obama ran as an anti-war populist to defeat Hillary Clinton. Right. Something Bernie Sanders didn't do in two shots on goal. OK, he ran as an anti-war populist when he came in with he inherited this financial collapse and quite frankly, did the neoliberal way to just flood the zone, take the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, put four trillion dollars on it, flood the zone to boost up uh, assets, uh, real estate and, and, and stocks and bonds go to negative interest rates so the little guy gets screwed they they debated it the the, gov, the the minutes of the president of the governors of the of the federal reserve dick fisher down in dallas he walked through how you are doing this bailout on the backs of working class and middle class people who have no chance for capital formation 
Their savings accounts, their checkings accounts, their money market accounts are going to have nothing. And 10 years from now, they're literally going to have nothing except what they work for, which we're taxing at essentially a 40% rate. How, they're going to have nothing. How long until we vote on the Silicon Valley Bank bailout? <laughs> you think it'll be next week or do you think it'll be two weeks? You know, i got to tell I, you I, something. Um, I was, I'm not so sure that they can do something like that. I mean, they got, you know, it's like you said. Well, we have the tools, or we're going to admire them, or we're going to use them. I don't think they can do. I don't think they can go bail out. SVB. Well, I tell you how. Tim Bishop no, no, predicts it on no, Tim Cast. No vote on the Silicon Valley. No, no, no. But tell, tell them how they the are Tell them how. You said today. Tell them how they're going to do it. They're going to use national security. They're going to use the deep state as the excuse that that Gates nailed it today early on our show. They're going to say that this is the centerpiece of all these companies that are high-tech companies in Silicon Valley, all these companies that let us compete with the Chinese. And if you don't let them make payroll next week, Okay, it's going to collapse, and we're going to be a decade behind the CCP, well, well, and they're going to make it make it a national. So, so what's the coalition of votes there? The Silicon Valley Democrats, Neocon. led by Ro Khanna, the neoconservatives, uh, led by the traditional voices of that movement in in the House Republican Caucus, and then the appropriators, because they always, you know, they, spending money is not typically something that's an affront to someone on the appropriations committee. Is that is that the, the co- that's the coalition like, I that's, see? That looks like four hundred. Vo- that looks like four hundred votes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot more votes than I got on my uh, my resolution to pull out of Syria. I don't see that coalition coming together. I don't see Ro Kahana as much as he talks about economic patriotism putting that coalition together to have a bailout of, of East Palestine, Ohio. See, we're gonna, you guys are going to replay 2008 and 2009, where, Louis Garment, you had, you had a decision. Do we step in and have intervention and try to save this corrupt system by infusing it with taxpayer cash to bail out the elites, or do we let the contagion spread and let the devil catch the hindmost? And the problem is when you're looking into the abyss, it's a very tough call for you guys to make because they're going to sit there and go, right now we're looking into an open pit. You have no idea how deep this could go, you know, how the American financial system could collapse, how the international financial system could collapse. So you better vote to bail it out with taxpayer cash. So you're going to take it from people making $45,000 a year to bail out the wealthiest people on earth, and they're going to put a gun to your head. And they're going to say, okay, you're going to, you, 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 if, you don't, if you vote no and let capitalism take its... Take its take its path. This contagion will spread. They're already talking about. Is it, it a on, contagion or chemotherapy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Are you saying let SVB fail? I think you have to. By the way, until you get a bailout of East Palestine, Ohio, screw, screw. Look, those people are the guys that mock and ridicule MAGA every day of the week. This is the elite. That is, is a, it's an elite bank. The, I think, most elite bank in the country. It only has a certain clientele of the only the best of these high tech companies. Only it's all the venture capitalists. It's politically they all hate us, and they 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 mock and ridicule the central part of this country. So, Peter, I can see you in the queue. Are you interested in chatting? Just let me know if you want to come in and chat. Again, that was Steve Bannon on Tim Pool's podcast from yesterday. I grabbed a couple of clips to share. Peter, welcome to the show. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? I'm I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. I'm not in a good coverage area, so I might be sounding like a digitized. So just let me know. <laughs> the sound is good. Go ahead and shoot. What's on your mind? So you're talking about that uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Is that I am. About? I'm sharing a yeah. few clips from some people who I admire for their economic prowess. They had a good podcast yesterday sharing their thoughts. I agree with just about everything they said. And so that's yeah, why I'm uh, hearing these clips. Yes, uh, it is hilarious because uh, I consider all these like a, a freak show because uh, I think, uh, are you playing Steve Bannon just j- uh, just like a few minutes ago? Yes, I love Steve Bannon. I, I, he's one of my economic yeah. heroes. <laughs> yeah. So what What I I always said is that Trump is not your typical conservative because uh you know he is uh, he's upset with those bailouts that are handed out uh, by the government. Uh, I think a lot of MAGA pe- most of MAGA people is very upset with uh, the bailout handed out by George W. Bush during that two thousand eight situation. Also, yeah, and really, even the economic stimulus plans where they would just hand cash to people. Bush did it. Obama did it. Here's some cash. Go spend it. Trying to stimulate the economy. I'm even against things like that. Yeah, exactly. This is why the other day, 
when you said that the the our government, the U.S. government, is like a communist government, hand out cash to people. You know, that's why I want to step in and correct you. Is that I don't think the communist government do that. <laughs> it's actually very unique in the American politics. Is that you know everybody can say, oh, we hate the industrial military complex, but when the、uh, when the defense contract arrived in a particular state, everybody in that state will cheer. Oh, absolutely. Is that right? So you know, we are all hypocrites in a sense,、uh, and the, the, the politicians knows this very well. And uh, and uh, here goes again. You know, a bank is. I actually think there will be another big bailout, even if Trump became becomes the president in two thousand twenty four. He might be bailing out too. I will explain to you what it is. I think as of today, San Francisco, New York, Midtown. Uh, the commercial property is at fifty percent occup、uh, occupancy. I know.、Uh, and、uh, one of the things I actually like the change that COVID brought in is this widespread acceptance of、uh, work from home, which I started. I started working from home since twenty eleven, and、uh, a lot of people will refuse to go back to the office. The, these are not your Amazon warehouse workers, Starbucks. Baristas. These are low-paying jobs.、Uh, I mean, what I'm talking about is the high-paying jobs. These are people say white-collar workers. We don't want to go back. Go f yourself if you force us to go back. So you're going to have a real estate market bust pretty soon, in my opinion. And then when that happen, they will do the same thing. Let's bail them out. <laughs> Because these real estate, they have all the lawyers and the lobbyists. And the、you、power, know, yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, I have never heard from you your backstory, and I'm curious. You know, I think you're from China, but you're an American citizen living in California. Is am I hearing that right? Did I hear that right? Uh, uh, only one exception is I live in Delaware. This is where Joe Biden is from, so I all know the Biden corruption <laughs> better than Steve Bannon, better than better than the so, FBI. How long、Go、have、ahead. you been here? What brought you here? I'm just curious.、Oh, it's a thirty some years. I mean, I I cannot deal with the communism.、Uh, I think it's a a a a a a a a pipe dream、uh, to to say the least. And、uh, no, but I, I've said I don't I do not regret coming out to America at all. But at the same time, I'm not a China hater because I know there's a lot of racists out there that they just hate China, regardless. And、uh, so I'm going to correct them, you know, when 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 they spew some、uh, hate messages. But but well,、uh, what I've observed about you is that when you come into these spaces, whether it's a conservative or a liberal hosting them, everybody really admires your take on things and your clarity. And it appears to me that you have a really egalitarian approach, common sense. You're willing to call out BS when you see it. Yes. But it's it's done、mm -hmm. with kindness. You're you're not arrogant or mean, and so I appreciate you calling into the show just to share your economic theories and ideas because I think they're solid. Having you're probably about my age. I'm 55. How old are you? Oh, I'm right there, <laughs> right up there. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up under a Chinese communist system. You've come to America. You've lived here for 30 years. Do you have a family? Yes, I do, and、okay. uh, my kids are all grown grown up. So I'm all you know. Very, I'm a completely free, and I'm experimenting this alternative、uh, style because I admire a lot of older Americans in the old days when they just traveled the entire country. Yes, the、uh, RV. I, I call them the RV class. Yeah, yeah. These days, you know, I I just just literally joined the RV class、uh, since say six months ago. I, I I've been planning to do this since、uh, three years ago. I finally started, you know, traveling to Key West、uh, during the winter. I'm about to travel.、Uh, I'm about to live in a Delaware State Park by the by the by the ocean for a month at least. And then when it's getting too warm, I'm gonna head towards uh, like uh, Maine,、uh, Finger Lake, New York area,、uh, just to、uh, you know experience America, the beautiful. Not the. the、oh, uh, You should come out west. If you come out to Colorado, come look me up because the what you will love the West. It is yes, so, I will. It is so beautiful. I feel ashamed. I have never lived in the West at all. I was like, 
F that. I'm just going to travel because, like I said, I work from home, right? So I can work, like, literally in my truck and just travel. That's my bucket list, you know. Not particular places I need to go. I just do this thing. All this, you know, that spots of natural beauty and uh, you know i just think uh you know this guy uh henry david thorough he's my hero as far as i'm concerned and he traveled a lot and uh, he's a naturalist he is uh he is a diehard anti-government scholar thinker and uh i just want to follow his steps that's awesome. Well, it's good to get to know that side of you because, you know, again, I listen to you in various spaces. And while I don't agree with everything you say, uh, you're very thoughtful, well-read, and, you know, always contribute something that has meaning. So what do you predict is going to happen next week? I think on Monday we're going to wake up and see that the contagion has spread in terms of we're hearing things like Wells Fargo is not honoring people's requests to pull their money out. I do think we're going to see some people from Silicon Valley petitioning the government for a bailout. We're already seeing news reports that they're planning to do that. So what do you think is going to happen next week? I uh, I have not followed the, econom- uh, the economic, uh, the corruption on the economic commercial side for a long time, but I want to, I'm willing to share this story with you. When I graduated from business school, where did you go to business uh, school? You're kind of breaking I, up. Uh, Villanova University. Villanova University. It's a, it's a Augustin, Augustinian Catholic school, Roman Catholic school. And did you get like an MBA or something in business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an MBA in business. Awesome. So I went to, so I went to work for like a big four, a big uh, back, back then it's called a big six accounting firm, right? I instantly felt that. These audit cannot be considered impartial or objective because uh, you literally have to, the auditors have to beg the CEO to give you the business. And uh, that just doesn't sound like a check and balance that we should have over the large corporations. And uh, of course, in 2008, it shows that, right? Even, is is it 2008? When is the Enron and the WorldCom fiasco occurred? I'm trying to remember. That's 2000. Is that right? Uh, you mean the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War? No, this, this is a there's a big energy company in Te- Dallas, Texas, is called the Enron. Oh, Enron. Yeah. Oh, that was er- that was earlier. That was that's like even earlier, right? Yeah, so that even, that's around world. 2000, 2001. That's the first like internet uh, e-commerce bubble thing. Right. So, Back then, I was just like, you know, you cannot have a, this kind of a audit and compliance mechanics because uh, these uh, big corporations, their CEO can totally manipulate their numbers. And these auditors, audit firms, uh, is not going to speak up and all that. So Enron and the WorldCom happened in t- around 2001. Just, just around the time that there is an internet bubble bust. And then 2008 is another uh, another round of a financial crisis. And so I thought after 2008, when all the bailed out money is handed out, the government would have attached some kind of a reform in how these oversight on the financial world in the corporate America is conducted. Right, you know, people complaining about the uh, North North Fork sudden saying the government is not doing enough. Yeah, hell, you know, we sh- we know this uh, since a long time ago. These so-called regulatory agencies, these so-called audit firms, they are in the cahoots with yeah. those. Right. So, so what I'm trying to say is that in 2008, after all these bailouts, you 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 thought all uh, the the uh, to- uh, so what is it toxic assets. Just using mortgage as a like a, a package them as a assets to sell it as a commodity and all that. All these financial, you know, charade was never checked. So now here we go again. Right. Uh, you know, like you have seen that there's some kind of a repercussion already 
along the way, yeah, I would say yes, he, he, he can be bad because, uh, like I said, there will be the, the 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 long COVID has caused these commercial properties in major cities uh, being. Oh, oh, by the way, there's another area outside Washington D.C. As you can imagine, there's a many many fine office buildings, right? Because as you know, uh, Washington D.C. is the swamp, right? There's a lot of business sucking the federal dollars, right? They are all yes, around sir. those. You, you you understand that concept, right? So I back there, I work for a company based in uh, right outside Baltimore, between Baltimore, D.C. I drove there, again, work from home, but I, I sometimes have to co- go to the office. I find out, boy, all these office buildings, fine, fine office buildings, they are all empty. So what I'm trying to say is that there is going to be another financial crisis, in my opinion. But oh, but yes. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to be sound, sounding false alarms. But I'm just saying that I have I've, I'm never convinced that our regulatory system, our uh, auditing and compliance, uh, our auditors and the compliance folks are actually uh, being able to do their job to assure that these kind of financial fraud, corporate fraud, did not happen. Because, like uh, I think uh, uh, Kevin is that Kevin already posted in the chat room. Corporate socialism is another socialism. And that, I can say, this is actually similar to what China is doing today, meaning that the government owns certain businesses and they have a lot of say on the success or failure of those businesses. In this country, it's the same, in the USA. And uh, yeah, I hope, I I did not know whether I answered your question or not, but I think in the coming uh, month, there will be repercussions financial repercussions on on, on, on the uh, silicon valley bank bust yeah i i think it's going to happen quick president trump sort of prophesied that if biden came in we would see an economic collapse and i think he said that just because he understood what policies president biden was going to pursue and he has and so um it will be interesting to see how deep and wide the collapse is and or if President Trump coming back into power in 2024 can turn the tide again and hopefully help shepherd us back to something more sustainable because what, what we have right now is not sustainable. So I'm going to share another quote from the Tim Pool podcast. And this, again, is mostly Steve Bannon talking. He's one of my economic heroes because I believe he sees things crystal clear. But here's a quote. It was the corporate neolibs. Now it feels like as, as much as sometimes it feels like we're losing in some respect, this is actually the most I've ever seen in terms of real opposition to the machine, especially in the, the system. The neoliberal neocon world order we've had for since World War II is collapsing before our eyes. Right. You can see that. Whether it's, the, whether it's the well. Chaos is going to, I mean, something's got to come out of this and it's going to be a not pleasant transition. But from Silicon Valley Bank, right, to, yeah, to what's okay. happening in Syria, you've got the neoliberal part of capitalism that is collapsing. You've got this situation in Ukraine and now you've got the CCP just cut a deal with Iran and our great ally Saudi Arabia to basically take, yeah. uh, you take Chinese currency, yuan instead of petrodollars. The neoliberal oh, neocon world structure is collapsing before our eyes, okay? And you never know where the next shock is going to come from. Silicon Valley Bank, Kramer was touting the stock, right, a couple of weeks ago, right? <laughs> touting the stock as a go long, as a buy a couple it's of weeks good. ago. No, too good. By the way, the company's out trying to raise a couple of billion dollars like a week ago. Quick. And this thing, you don't know where the contagion is going to be. It, it caught everybody by surprise. The California regulators had this. I said today on the show at 10 o'clock, I said, this bank will not exist by the close of business. Now, what shocked me was that the California regulators stepped in before the Fed because yelling these guys don't want this, such a bad narrative for them about what's happened to the bonds, the government securities, all of it, such a terrible narrative that in this thing, remember, you're going to have a thousand great startups that are not going to make payroll next week. And they're going to come right here. It's $169 billion in deposits are uninsured. Wow. They're going to come right to the Capitol next week and they're going to ask, flying over East Palestine, Ohio, which never got a ballot. And they're coming right here and say, guys, 
innovation. The guy said, we're going we're gonna to fall behind China for, uh, by a decade in innovation because the best startup companies we have all bank here. They're not going to make payroll. It's going gonna, it's gonna to collapse. You think 72 the- hours ago, nothing. we didn't know anything about this. My point is yeah. that's the neoliberal neocon order yeah. is collapsing in the front world. Of- so, Peter, what do you think of that quote? Again, totally agree with Steve's analysis. And I just think um, it will be pure spectacle to watch Silicon Valley itself go to Washington on their knees. Please, we need a bailout. Does anybody in Washington today have the will to say, no, go deal with your problems yourself? Well, make sure they bring the word China in it, right? It's important. Uh, Hate does motivate people. It motivates uh, politicians. They have to say, if we, you don't bail us out, we're going to lose to China for sure. We're going to wholesale to China. And then all these politicians will say, I am a patriot. I cannot see this happen. Therefore, here's your $1.5 trillion to bail out. <laughs> so that is exactly what Steve Bannon, I mean, I have not been following him for a while. But I'll tell you this, Jenny, you know me, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm dead even. I'm dead in the middle. But I do admire strategists, smart strategists. Newt Gingrich is one of them. Obama, I would say, he is one of them. Uh, 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 Steve Bannon is another one. Meaning these are the people who have a vision to see what could happen down the road. So they formulate a strategy to serve their customer, in this case, politicians. In this case, Donald Trump. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But what he's saying, in my opinion, is true. They, These lobbyists, I always said, the lawyers control this country. And uh, just like uh, why the U.S. automobile industry went down like it did is because the they have a accountants to design cars, so they 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 do not have uh, engineers to design cars. Uh, why this country is going down is because uh, militarily we're going down because we have lawyers to dictate the battlefield strategies. It's all upside down. So. I actually agree with Ben in a lot of strategic thinkings. So, 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 you know, he is saying these people is to come in droves to the Capitol Hill. Please give us a bailout. Did you ever hear the story that World War One was planned in a Chicago law room? I I did not. Uh, I'm not the only person saying that, right? Because I always said on my show, I always said it, this is not; these are not my words. These are words by by the British, by the by the founding fathers, right? So going back to your question, is this: there is a organization that uh, in Long Island, New York, you know, they are all they are very, all very diehard Trump supporters. You, you Google them out. It's called the Americans for Legal Reform. Okay. Their slogan is this, don't ever vote a lawyer into the Congress. <laughs> that, that well, is their- <laughs> I read years ago, I mean, like 25 years ago, I read a firsthand account from a man named Reuben J. Clark, who was an attorney in Chicago, a young attorney brought into one of the top law firms. And he was there kind of like a legal assistant. He wasn't even like the main guy. He was just there observing. And he watched as these attorneys planned World War I, how they were going to have it unfold, how they were going to use the media, which at the time was basically just newspapers. Radio really wasn't a big thing in World War I times. So it was mostly just newspapers, but how they were going to use the media to fan the flames of war around the world and how, it, how long it would last. I mean, they had it all planned. And he went, he was from Utah and he went back to Utah and said, I've, I found out about something that the people need to understand. And I, you know, I need to speak and, you know, get the word out. So there was an assembly called, here's this young hot attorney from Chicago. He's here to tell the people about this thing. So he got up and started laying it out. And when he was finished, the farmers who were largely, who were in the congregation turned to each other and they're like, that young fella from Chicago sure is excited about something. 
you know, and it's like they couldn't comprehend that there would be people evil enough to plan a war. And so I've always kind of held that story in my heart as I've watched all of the wars unfold, because I do think that, well, perhaps there's been some righteous endeavor in terms of who fought who when and who was defeated. I can see that and support the American military and the individual soldiers with all my heart and soul, and I do. But to just step back and look at the whole big picture and say, no, these were these wars were hoisted on us by economic interests, people who had their own agendas about who owned what territory, and long-term goals for totalitarian control of all of us. Oh, yeah. America, like I said, uh, this original flag, uh, one of the original flags is a, like a rattlesnake flag. It stated very clearly, don't tread on us. You know, we're not out there to do shit to other people. You know, we're just our own country. But, but, but unfortunately, you know, since Second World War, all we do is going out there and make troubles in, in other lands, towards other nations, towards other people. And then we're complaining about all the immigrants coming to this country. And what the F is that? You know, you, like, like I know Trump had always said, we must have a border, otherwise we are not a country. That is true. But when we do not respect other borders of other countries, we go around the globe, you know, to, uh, to mess up with other people. Then the refugees of those countries, will, it, it, it's going to wash up in our shore. This is not in the, we are not in the Columbus uh, uh, days where you have to take a two month trip from across Atlantic. You know, you literally can take a plane within 12 hours. You will land in, the, in, in Mexico. So, so, you know, I always said, you know, I'm beyond politics. Trump has his own politics. I, you know, he is a politician. And, uh, uh, and uh, I'm going to hold him accountable by saying, yes, your idea is good, but not good enough. Because you have not addressed the root cause of the migrant crisis. The migrant crisis started when the USA refuses to respect the borders of other country, other people. We always want to stick our nose, our uneven hands into other people's politics. And that's, that's why we are paying for it these days. So, no, I'm not uh, disagreeing with you at all. I believe lawyers is the major problem of this country. I've said this is the only profession. Uh, not my words. This is, the, the, this is said by Justice Gorsuch. He said, lawyer is the only profession in this country that was not reg is not regulated by any law. To, have, to be a doctor, you have a lot of laws regulating Well, and I've heard that the the lawyer class has replaced the farmer class. And when you when you look at the demographics of who was hurt just now in Ohio, it's one of the biggest concentrations of small family farms in the nation. These are not okay. big big agribusiness people. These are uh -huh. small individual family farms that there that were the most impacted over this huge area. And again, no bailouts for them, but Boy, if you're part of the moneyed class, Silicon Valley, there's all kinds of people wanting to hand you money and fix your problems. So it's this side of it that I think is not sustainable and has to be addressed. Here's one more quote from Steve Bannon from that show on that very topic. The neo neocon system is breaking apart. That means the night is always darkest before the dawn. I tell people to get some chickens and get some emergency food and learn how to take care of that. I tell people first thing is when a guy, it, it, look, this is madness. This, the economic system we have today is madness. When Biden sits there, as, as when you look at the, the depression of working class people in this country, and they come up this week, everything we've been talking about, and they come up with a $6.8 trillion budget, not one cut to one program. In fact, the rate of increase, I think, is almost 6%, a 5.2% pay increase for federal employees. And across the board, they have they have at their own calculation what trillion and a half dollar deficits as far as the I go. The three trillion dollar taxes, which I my recommendation is the House should meet tomorrow on Saturday. The Republicans they should pass every tax increase they've got, all of them. 
send it to the Schumer and the Democrats and dare them to pass it. You're going to see what <laughs> phonies they are. Because it's all their donors. All the big hedge fund guys are, are, are their donors. All the billionaires, all the billionaires are their donors. Those billionaires hate MAGA, right? Yeah. And then, and by the way, Schumer had the guts to do it, which he wouldn't do it. Biden would veto it. Because it's all his, all his sponsors. Ben, it's all in on I the agree. It's all, it's foreign a, wealth tax. I, 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 I'm not actually for repatriate. I'm, I'm for repatriate. No, I'm for more than the wealth tax. When you have one you wealth, ta- wealth tax, I'm more than that. No, I want the re- I want the repatriation. Look, when you have one percent of the people, citizens own more assets than the bottom ninety. That system can't sustain itself. Agreed. If the revolutionary generation came back, they would spit on the floor. They fought a revolution to get away from a landed aristocracy and the mercantilist system of the monopolies of the British East India Company and others like it. That's why John Adams and, and Sam Adams and Hancock were smugglers. The rest were smart lawyers. They said, we want our own deal. We're not going to do that. If they came back and said, you guys allowed this to devolve into an oligarchy? Are you kidding me? We're 1% of the people? This is exactly what they fought the revolution for. I, I feel was like a belief a mo- in the elites, even among the revolutionaries. Yes. There was a sense of duty yes. that was expected of exactly. the elites, And that's I, what we lack today. And I don't, know how you, I don't know how you reignite that sense of patriotism. I feel like I'm I think, I think the way you, I think the way you do it is what you guys did in the first week of of uh, of uh, uh, January. Except this, continue, but even that, when you had everybody in conservative media against you, when you had Fox News against you, we had oh, it's unity, and you guys are terrible guys. And I got to tell you, we came that close on that Friday night at ten o'clock to total victory. Right? It was that. It was hung in the balance. So, it's it's. I think people get patriotic when they see that, when they see action. They love their country. Go out in the hinterland. In your constituents, they're so far ahead of where we are. And it's not stupid. They understand the details. They understand what's going on because yep. of shows like uh, Tim Pool and so many other podcasts out, out there that get the information out to people, and they're hungry for information. They will immerse themselves. If you put up different links to go to, they will st- I give homework assignments over the weekend. People will read it and come back, and will be informed. and be asking questions in the chat rooms, et cetera. So people want the, the patriotism, the DNA of our revolution is still we're gonna you guys are so i belong to a faith the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints which uses the bible as some of our scripture but we also have a book called the book of mormon and we also have a book called the doctrine and covenants and it's been prophesied that all of the people who come to the americas are brought here by the hand of the lord that it's a special nation set apart dedicated to liberty And the people of this land must worship the God of this land, who is Jesus Christ, or they will be wiped off the face of this land. So that's what I believe. That's how I was raised. I still believe that. And so it is on this issue of borders that I part company with the MAGA crowd and President Trump. My feeling is we should welcome anyone who wants to come to America and live the American dream. They're going to come here anyway. This is something I believe because of my faith. And it's why you will see my people in Utah, especially, have open hearts about any refugee who comes here for whatever reason. They don't have tests about who's worthy or not to be an American citizen. Their feeling is if you come, we will help you. We will help you find housing and a job and get you back on your feet. And so that's that's the nature of the people of my faith, at least the ones I know personally. Uh, there may be some who very feel very passionately about borders and walls and keeping people out. I'm not one of those people. I feel like if anybody wants to come live the American dream, it is a big enough nation for us to say, yes, come join with us, bring your kids. The thing I have problems with is those who would come here to live off the American welfare state. And so I have issues with that. But yeah, so. So when it comes, uh, I think Mike, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Drop is, uh, he has a calling show, and he, I called in he because one night just this few days ago he had this uh, topic of uh, the politics of immigration in the coming twenty twenty four election, right? So he said this thing, the immigration topic is going to explode, and uh, you know I called him, I said you know I. I give him my two cents on that. He appreciated. He said, he said, uh, Peter, when I worked for the George W. Bush administration, 
I proposed to the administration saying, why not have a Marshall Plan for South American, uh, Latin American countries? We should do what we did to the Europeans after the Second World War to build up these economies, build up these uh, these uh, uh, countries so that, you know, we will not have a, this uh, fundamental root cause of uh, uh, migrants, you know, except these are economic uh, immig immigrants. They, they, they have an economic hardship. They, uh, they uh, came here for, uh, for their survival and all that. So that's his words. Oh, I said, yeah, exactly. I have no problem if Trump wants to build a war, uh, a wall in the, in, the south, in the southern border. But he does not go far enough. He has to accept the fact that these NATO shit, these are just creating more refugees for us. These uh, Vietnam War policy is just giving us refugees, period. It has been proven. And he has to address that. He cannot be half ass about that, period. If he's half ass, then sorry, you are not there. I'm not there for you because uh, you're just using this to stir up some kind of a hate against uh, uh, immigrants so that the vote your supporters will be loyal to you and vote for you. To me, not good enough. You have to say, this is what I'm going to do. It's a, a solution has to be a complete package. You cannot just say, oh, I'm just going to cure this. The whole country is very sick. There's, and you have to have a whole package for, uh, for that. Well, I'm an Uber. I was an Uber driver and I drove for Lyft also for three years. And one time I drove a man who had worked as police security for President Trump when he visited uh, Arizona. So he was a cop and he helped with security things. And he told me a story about a man from Pakistan who had claimed that he was being so politically persecuted in his country that he needed asylum. And so America, big hearted, brought him over. Yes, he immediately got onto all the welfare programs. And then he decided he wanted to go back home. So he went back home to, to Pakistan and he's living off of the welfare dollars that were being spent, given to him. And then he developed cancer. And so he asked and petitioned for cancer treatments. America flew him back, put him up in a nice hospital, gave him all these chemo cancer treatments. And then he went back home to Pakistan and again, Evidence, you're not being so persecuted in your home country that you need refugee status here. And then just, you know, living large off of the taxpayers. And to me, Peter, it is these types of stories that are the ones that enrage the American people the most. Because I think we're totally down with true refugees, those who are being harmed in their home nations, having a place of safe harbor. That, that's the America I know and love, and that's who I am. But it's someone who would presume to come in and then just live off the largesse, that that's where we have issues, and I certainly do. Um, but I, like I said, I am the type of person who, if anybody can manage to make it to the shore, swimming, boating, or they fly into the country, and they determine they want to come here and live the American dream, I, I say, you know, Let's let's make a bigger tent. Come join us. What we have well, here is is a miracle, and we I want am, everybody to experience it. Yeah, I, I, this is my recent discovery, and I'm going to stick with that. Is this is that the story you just talked about about uh, uh, this Pakistani person, a refugee? I'm not disputing that, but at the same time, I have to say is this. We are all brainwashed or being brainwashed because uh, the Jessica Lynch story during the Iraq war, I heard is a fake news. The Pat Tillman story in Afghanistan war is a fake news. And uh, all because politicians, they want to brainwash people. They have to come up with a very compelling stories. True or not, that's their political tool. I'm, uh, like I said, I just recently my recent argument is this. You want, if you want to stop migrants coming to Europe, you want to stop migrants coming to the United States, stop interfering with other people's lives. If you tell them, okay, this African country, you're against the transgender uh, people, we don't like you, therefore we're going to make it place an economic sanction against you. 
make you even worse. Therefore, your people can take a boat or just swim or, or, or do a, a stowaway under an airplane, come to America or Mexico. I want to address that because nobody can evade that question, whether you are pro-immigrant or against immigrants. This is a bipartisan question. Do you, we want to leave other country alone? And in other words, do we respect other countries' borders? Because if you say we do not and we need not, then we need, no, we need not to have a border ourselves. We should do what uh, Jenny has advocating. Be a good Christian, welcome anyone who comes in here. We got us. So I'm going to stick that bipartisan question for both parties, this do up properly. If you don't want bailout, don't bailout anyone. If you don't want the war, don't get war with anyone. If you don't want people disrespect your borders, then we we should respect their borders to start with. As simple as that. Well, thank you for your thoughts. I've got one more quote here from the Tim Pool show. This again is Steve Bannon, Tim Pool and Matt Gates podcast on Tim Timcast yesterday. To replay 2008 and 2009, where Louis Garment, you had you had a decision: do we step in and have intervention and try to save this corrupt system by infusing it with taxpayer cash to bail out the elites, or do we let the contagion spread and let the devil catch the hindmost? And the problem is, when you're looking into the abyss, it's a very tough call for you guys to make because they're going to sit there and go. Right now, we're looking into an open pit. You have no idea how deep this could go, you know, how the American financial system could collapse, how the international financial system could collapse. So you better vote to bail it out with taxpayer cash. So you're going to take it from people making $45,000 a year to bail out the wealthiest people on earth, and they're going to put a gun to your head. And they're going to say, okay, you're going to, you, 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 if, you don't, if you vote no and let capitalism take its, take, its, take its path, this contagion will spread. They're already talking about Is it, it a contagion or chemotherapy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Are you, are you saying let SVB fail? I think you have to, by the way. Until you get a bailout of East Palestine, Ohio, screw, screw. Look, those people are the guys that mock and ridicule MAGA every day of the week. This is the elite. That is, is a, it, it's an elite bank. The, I think, most elite bank in the country. It only has a certain clientele of the only the best of these high tech companies. Only the, it's all the venture capitalists. It's all, politically they all hate us, and they, they they mock and ridicule the central part of this country. They're, they're the they're the coastal elites. Let their venture capital from. They got plenty of cash, plenty of capital. Let them go bail themselves out. Physician, heal thyself. Do not come to us. When you have not, you sit there and you mock and ridicule East Palestine. You have some bogus uh, um, a hearing where nothing gets settled, nothing gets sorted. I, Until East Palestine gets a bailout, there shouldn't be one freaking penny I, given I, to anything in Silicon Valley. I agree. And it feels similar to the energy I felt when, when you guys stood up in the speaker's vote, yes. someone finally saying to the machine, you can't just steamroll us over and over and over. Yes. It's the, the same play. So I'm with Steve, not one freaking penny in the form of a bailout for anybody tied to the financial systems. Let them fail. Let them pay their own way. And if you're running a business that is so mismanaged that you're going week by week with your payroll, and you're not able to sustain yourself because of poor planning, perhaps you have a product or a business that does not deserve to survive. So as hard-hearted as it feels, sometimes it is best to just let companies go bankrupt and then start over. Peter, thank you so much for your participation in the show. I really, really appreciated you showing up and sharing your views. Do you have any final things you'd like to share? Uh, sure. I I really enjoy. I know, uh, Jenny, you did a, a Matt Taibbi topics the other day, right? Yes. So going back to this, uh, what Steve Bannon is saying about the hearing about bailing out uh, whether the Eastern East Palestine or or, or this uh, Silicon Valley Bank. I truly enjoy the freak shows in on the Capitol Hill. All these Taibbi thing, uh, the 
uh, Tucker Carlson's January 6th investigation, these are called fantastic freak show. It shows how dysfunctional this country has become. So I'll use Mike Taibbi as example. Nobody stand up for him say, this guy actually has been, is being used as a punching bag for a political games. Because after all, the Twitter censorship is not a, uh, a, 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 a journalistic topics. It is a national security topic, meaning can the government interfere with our elections, right? Can a deep state interfere with our elections? As far as I'm concerned, again, these politicians, the Republican politicians on the Capitol Hill, they're just doing freak shows. They should have, if they are for real, they should have for the good of our entire country to chase the FBI on how they inter have interfered with the 2016 and the 2020 presidential election. They did. And instead, they put out this uh, Matt Taibbi. Now we're just punching him, say, oh, how come you're so biased against the left? You just care about the right. No, I don't give a fuck about left or right. What I care about is that the deep state now is authorized oh, to have a disinformation board to censor the people. That is the that is the present and imminent danger to our democracy. Oh, I agree. Matt Taibbi is not a, a a present and imminent danger to to journalism or to anything. But instead, you can see how this freak show is organized. It's also running Matt Taibbi. Who give a fuck? I don't, because it's just like uh, I have never believed that uh, journalism somehow is the one who right the wrongs of this country. You know, uh, we uh, this uh, guy, uh, Seymour Hirsch, yeah, he did the My Lai massacre reports. But guess what? It's actually some of the soldiers who are not even on the spot who heard about it. They organized a whole bunch of a letter writing to the Congress saying some shitty things did happen. These are war crimes. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I have always said, the the so-called journalism, the the, the media uh, uh, came out against the Vietnam War is way way after the Vietnam War already occurred. They only get their intention because uh, white American soldiers are being killed in mass quantity in Vietnam. That's why they somehow are forced to the issue. And here is once again the entire mass media. Uh, including Mike Taibbi, they have never addressed the severity of the Twitter censorship or Facebook censorship because uh, it's not about two private companies censor the general public. It's about the deep state doing that. Peter, I have got to run, but thank you so much for your thoughts. Hope you have a great day. Thank you.